it's always an honor to preach on Trinity Sunday where we believe our God is one in three. So for us who are Catholics, our theology sounds kind of strange for those who are believers in God. We say that one plus one plus one equals one. It's a mystery. So preaching on the Trinity is not always my favorite thing, but the one person who always seems to soften the blow or make things sweeter uh, when talking about anything in the faith is Mother Mary. And I just want to preach briefly on Mary's relationship with the Trinity. You know, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago now, I was in Belize with Varsity Catholic and 20 other students, uh, missionaries, and we were with a priest named Father Scott and his religious order is called Society of Our Lady of the Trinity. Often Mary gets skipped over in her relationship uh, and identity with the Trinity. So if you look at the Trinity, we know God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And there is perfect unity within the Trinity. There's no division. There's no competitiveness. It is pure and utter unity. And within that Trinity, we know Mary has a specific relationship to the Trinity because if God is Father, that makes Mary the daughter of the Father. If God is Son, that makes Mary the mother of the Son. And if God is Spirit, that makes Mary spouse of the Holy Spirit. And in particular, I just want to look at Mary's relationship as spouse of the Holy Spirit because we just had Pentecost. And Pentecost is where you and I are called to receive infinite new life in us. So as we hear in our second reading that we did not receive a spirit of slavery, but we received a spirit of adoption. So that means we were adopted into this new amazing family of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we did not receive a spirit of slavery, but we were adopted. What does that mean? That means our identity was purchased by Jesus on the cross. And in that, we thank God who is Father. We say, Abba, Father. So now we have this childlike spirit, and the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. You know, so often our identity gets kind of wacky, gets kind of screwed up, and we really have to slow down, take a deep breath, and really just kind of say, Mary, is it true? Is it really all worth it to follow Jesus, to make disciples of all nations, to know that God is always with me? Is it worth it? And Mary at the foot of the cross kind of flips the question and says, as we look at the cross, that is your worth. My son is how much you are worth. You are worth his blood. And Jesus is also crowning his efforts on earth and his earthly mission and to bring heaven on earth. So he is glorified on the cross and we know he is also king so if Jesus is king, that means we are also children of God. We are also heirs of God, as St. Paul says in his letter to the Romans. We are joint heirs with Christ. If only we suffer with him. You know, suffering is not the most positive or attractive thing to say, but you and I are all going to suffer in one way or another. But interesting, isn't it interesting how Jesus is most 
glorified when he suffers the greatest because we see how much he loves us. You know, you watch war movies, you watch, you know, love stories, dramas. When someone lays their life down for others, that shows how much they love them and they actually glorified. They're lifted into a different state and we say, holy crap, they love me that much. Jesus loves you that much. The Father loves you so much that his only begotten Son became one of us. And in that, he wanted to leave his Spirit with you so you and I could make disciples of all nations like Mary. Jesus says to us in our gospel reading today that all power in heaven and earth has been given to me. So he says, go, which means don't be stagnant, therefore, and make, which means you have to create, you have to trim the fat off of people, you have the spiritual fat, so to speak, and you have to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And you teach them, you, you draw questions out of their hearts to observe all that I've commanded you. You know, it's funny how people say, oh, the church is all full of rules. But if you're in relationship, if you're in relationship with the God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and Mary is leading you more deeply into that relationship, of course you would keep the commandments. And then he says the words, he ends our gospel with, and I want you to focus in now. He says, and behold, behold means to take into your entire being, take into your entire mind, heart, body, and soul. He says, I am with you always. You know, people struggle with loneliness. And and he says, I'm with you always until the end of the age saying, you don't need to be lonely. I am your heart's desire. I am what you are created for. And there's, many different types of ages that people have talked about. Maybe it's the age of, of your old self and an invitation into deep abiding communion, relationship with the Trinity. And no one has a better relationship with the Trinity other than Mary because she's not God. She is totally human, but she's without sin. And she always points us to the Father. She always points us to the Son. She always points us to the Holy Spirit as she was waiting in the upper room for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. As you grow, I want to encourage you to devote yourself more fully to Mother Mary as you become a deeper disciple of Jesus. Often I think she's just kind of waiting to light you up, (laughs) so to speak, so you may be totally on fire with a deep burning heart for Jesus, for souls, so people may know that they are sons and daughters of God. So they may know that Jesus desires for his spirit, who is the Holy Spirit, to dwell within you. And if you don't know Mary, just ask for her to be a mother to you. St. Teresa of Calcutta often makes the most complicated things so simple. Nothing was complicated for her so many people say and she often calls us to say you know to get out of the way of the Holy Spirit get out of the way let the Holy Spirit move through you and one prayer that that Mother Teresa Saint Teresa Okada would often say is Mary please be a mother to me now and sometimes we need that tenderness of the mother to understand 
the faithfulness of the Son and the love of the Father as the Holy Spirit overshadows her. And maybe as you pray that prayer, Mary, please be a mother to me now, you can sign yourself with a cross. I just want you to look at your hand. Sometimes when we make the sign of the cross, we do it with our hand open. And notice we have five fingers, or most of us do. And the, our fingers remind us of the five wounds of Jesus. Pure side for one, both of his feet and his hands. And we sign ourselves with that to unite our suffering so we may be glorified with him. Unite our suffering with him. But also, we can also take our thumb, our pointer finger, and our middle finger and put them together to remember the unity of the Trinity. And then our other two fingers, our pinky and our ring finger, remind us of the hypostatic union that God is totally human and totally divine in Jesus. And we sign ourselves with that cross, right? Or some people, what they do is they may take their index finger and over their index finger, as they pull it down, they put their thumb over it and they make a cross with it. Remembering Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you must deny yourself. So then my life is no longer about myself. Then he says, after you make that act of surrender every day, every day, every day, he says, pick up your cross and follow me. Unite your suffering with me so that we may be also be glorified with Jesus. And then we make the sign of the cross over ourselves with that cross. And some people kiss the cross. So what say you? Are you abiding in deep communion? Do you have connection with the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son? Why not ask Mother Mary for help? Know of my prayers for you. And through the intercession of Mother Mary, may God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.